Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live right here on SportsGrid. It is the early line. It's hour number two on a Monday morning. I am Kevin Walsh. Join by Donnie Wright's had a lot to get to here in this hour doubling up on baseball preview as well as updating you on the new NBA finals odds and a quick look at some of the options available in both the East and the Western Conference finals but the Stanley Cup playoffs march on and yesterday unfortunately I think for anybody that uh, is not a Golden Knights fan or ticket holder the Oilers drop out to Vegas and I say unfortunately because at minimum you'd love a game seven but that's what it's going to have to be, unfortunately, for this Edmonton group is, I think, a, a, a season that ends in disappointment before Donnie and I break this down. Let's hear from the league's MVP, Connor McDavid, following the 5-2 loss. When you look back, what, what do you feel was the difference tonight? I mean, it was five minutes ago. Um, what was the difference? I mean, they... Uh, they did a lot of good things. They shut it down. Um, the third period was uh, was clinical. Um, we still had our looks and didn't find a way to get one past them. It seemed like that first period, you really dominated that first period, but you, you, you came out of it just up a goal, I guess. Was that kind of a big difference in the series? When you dominated the series and, or dominated stretches, you were only up by, by a goal or still kind of kept them in the game? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought they, they, you know, game five, they had a better second period than us. Game six, they have a better second period, and um, we can't claw our way back. You know, it's interesting to, you hear from McDavid, obviously, there. You know, oh, they, did, they did a lot of good things, right? And I think when you compare the star power of the two sides, and I know Vegas has been here for a while, but it's just like, we talk so much more about Edmonton DRS that it's like man this is you know some big monstrous upset here but Vegas did finish this season you know with the more wins more points they, they were the team that had home ice advantage here in this series I'm not necessarily trying to give Edmonton a, a full pass I guess it just it serves as a reminder that the Golden Knights have been basically doing this for the entirety of their very short existence here in the National Hockey League yeah, two things actually got out of that video. Number one, it's finally nice to see what Connor McDavid actually looks like. And number two, did Don't he ask for a change of Don't scenery? Did he say he wants to go to the Philadelphia Flyers? And number three, did the game start at 1 a.m. last night? Was anybody able to watch this here on a Sunday night programming? So that's what I got out of that Connor McDavid, you know, quick little synopsis right there. And also, Kevin, five teams left in the Stanley Cup. 
I bet you right now, even the the forget about the average hockey fan, a guy that is invested probably doesn't know who those five teams left are still in it. Now, what's wrong with you, huh? Explain. What? Now explain Did yourself. I say anything wrong? Now explain. What's wrong? Now explain. No, 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 now explain yourself. Now, I mean, most people look at that. Say Seattle's in it. What the Matt? When did right. the Mariners start playing hockey? Right. That's right. What you're getting no, yes. Yeah. See, now see, this is what I'm getting at. No, no, no. What I'm yeah. What I'm getting at here is is we've done a number of hockey segments throughout this postseason, right? And you normally come in, right? Kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of Toronto slander hits the plate, but honest mm-hmm. breakdowns, just quick thoughts here. Yeah. I mean, you gave out four bullet points. And each one was more slanderous than the next. Why are you so mad at, at, at hockey right now? Because, like, the Edmonton Oilers, as I said, Kevin, like, sometimes you need an A, like, because the Flyers are my A team. There might as well be an F team right now. But you need a B team to cheer right. on. The Oilers are so good for hockey because typically every game is high scoring. I'm just upset that they're actually out. And, you know, the reason why is Connor McDavid didn't show up. By the way, how many number one picks did they have on the Oilers here and they can't get the job done? Wait, they need another number one pick on that team. Also, Kevin, the best player by far in hockey just can't advance far enough in the playoffs. It's crazy the way it turns out. Radio audiences here on a Monday morning, Sirius XM channel mm-hmm. 150 on the early line. I just, What's that man, what a. I mean, B-Rock could have played any again, random player, but like, you know what? Looks I know. good up there. Mm-hmm. The only, I mean, bars, if you would have put a bars out, you would have been like, oh, that's my boy. Anybody else, though, Maybe. you would have been hey, just kind of let it rock and, and let it pass here. Then, you know what? Then why not, Donnie? Talk to me here. Stars cracking. Game seven. I mean, excitement level. I mean, are you, are you into it? Are you all about it? I mean, what's what's the situation? Yeah, no, it's game seven. It's what you hope for. And I guess outside of who's going to win, which doesn't matter all that much to me, it would be nice to see the game go to overtime just for a little bit of stress here. But I think most people watching the program are like, man, it's good to see the Minnesota North Stars back in the NHL. Man, I usually don't break like this go. so much. I can't uh-huh. with this. I can't with this breakdown right now. There's no way. There is no no, I mean, <laughs> you know what? Let's keep this going. I'm, lo- I'm actually, I'm loving this. Donnie yeah. Stanley Cup odds. Hurricanes plus 195. Vegas is 210. Florida plus 350. I mean, who's got the juice for you right now in the market? Tell me. Yeah, I, get, I mean, if I'm asking and you say to me, like, who am I putting my money on? It's probably not going to be the Kraken at 15 to 1, but maybe it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Maybe it's Florida. Maybe it's Dallas. Maybe it's the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow when I give you a better opinion than that. As it, look, as teams get eliminated, we get closer to see who's actually going to win the cup. That's when I really hone in and be like, you know what? He's on to something now. That's yeah, listen. When, when, Donnie, Donnie really shines when the results are uh, are through the door. So talk exactly. to him. I, you know, what? I guess this is my fault for not teeing you up on your favorite hockey topic, which is bad mm-hmm. things happening to the Toronto Maple Leafs there, which I think actually even drew a tweet out of you over the weekend about hockey, which is a way yeah. over your hockey tweet quota. Exactly. So I, maybe that's why you, you you just did what you did. Baseball's coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball time here on the early line. Plenty to preview, but do want to hit some of the notes that came out of the weekend. And one in particular that is uh, interesting, right? So this St. Louis Cardinals group favored to win the NL Central preseason off to this disastrous start. 10 and 24, you start start to look at it, you know, do we blow it up? Are we firing people? All of a sudden... They've won six out of seven here, including a sweep over the Boston Red Sox, which finished up on Sunday night baseball here. It's a great sign for St. Louis, and I think it serves as a reminder that they right now are closer to their division leader than the Yankees are to the Tampa Bay Rays. Just to try and put things into perspective, it's early into the year, Donnie, for St. Louis. It is, and there's a lot of turmoil there. This team is way too talented, Kevin, to be performing like they have been. But having said that, you're right. Six out of the last seven games they have won now. If you take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, of course, it's going to be Milwaukee at a minus 140 price because they have a seven-and-a-half game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals, which is very hard to make up, even though we do have a few months left back in the season. But if you're looking for value or a chance on a long shot, it's not like, hey, let's take the Cardinals to win the, let's just say, National League Championship or even the World Series. If you're just looking at taken the Van Nuys Central it's a plus 380 price which isn't too bad right now so long way to go if they can chip into that lead but again they do have the bullpen pitching and batters to get the job done but to how they started off was just wild and even though Kevin winners of six of seven games still in the basement in their division right now which tells you how poor they played over the first seven weeks of the season Can I just make one quick Sunday night baseball side note here? I I don't know if you saw Mm -hmm. this, and I know this is probably more to do on radio, but it really bothered me, so I'm going to do this quickly. Sunday night baseball went a little long, and it wasn't over before the start of the hockey game. So ESPN did what they always do, which is start the game Mm -hmm. on ESPN2, because that's what they need to do. But because the hockey game was important, As the baseball game was coming to a conclusion in the ninth inning, they put a side-by-side up to give the hockey game its space because they gave the hockey game credit, and then hockey fans complained that they didn't put the hockey game full screen. Are you nuts? It's Sunday night baseball. It's a, it's, a, it's a very important entity that ESPN has. They're not going to just dip out of the game. 
You are lucky that they even put it on 50% of the screen. Under normal circumstances, they just leave it on ESPN2. I mean, honestly, I don't, I'm not even going to push the envelope and say that they should have put the hockey game on ESPN News. They're not going to dip out of it, Donnie, for the start of a game. Why? And they put it on this. Like, why are people so angry? Just flip on ESPN2. It, just a bunch of complaining from hockey fans. Very bad look last night. No, I mean, they had a right to complain, I guess, all three of them, no, right? If you put the game on at 10 o'clock here and you say, well, what's going on? It's a Sunday because you didn't want to have Sunday night baseball. And then the Sunday night baseball game was a blow. I'd like to see the ratings of both the baseball game and the hockey game here because most people fast <laughs> asleep at that point because how boring the Major League Baseball game actually ended up turning out to be. But it is pretty wild as a concept for a hockey game to start at 10 o'clock because ESPN goes, we don't want to run one on ESPN and one on ESPN2 at like 7 o'clock when they both should have been on. That was a wild appearance here and rightfully so if you are a hockey fan getting that game buried at 10 o'clock on a sunday was ridiculous i mean go back to nbc at that point yeah yeah i mean look but I, i'm assuming some of the matches you know schedule being set as well also there was the threat of another nba game seven that would have been on had warriors lakers moved on to seven games they probably didn't want to run into that it is what it is stop complaining hockey fans all right, just you're just be lucky you're on ESPN. Quickly as well, Donnie Yankees Rays. These teams did battle again, uh, and it was a it, look. It was a really good series here over four games. All of a sudden, Aaron Judge is back. He had a monster, monster game on Saturday with multiple home runs here. It, I think the Yank. I think it really shows how great Tampa Bay is. That the Yankees just split a four-game home series and probably leave it feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, if you take a look at the last 10 games now, even though you look at that record of 31-11, and 11, the Tampa Bay Rays coming back down to earth a little bit at 5-5, five and five, but playing good baseball teams, including the New York Yankees in the Bronx, even though they're at this early stage of the season and playing so well, they'll probably take a split with the New York Yankees and be happy to walk away because they are 19-3 and three overall at home. So once they get back to the friendly confines of the trop, things will work out. But I look forward to this for the rest of the way. This seems like the best division in baseball. Rays, Orioles, Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox. That's usually hard to say because... Look at the Orioles at 26-14 and 14 in second place here. Seems like all the way through, every single team in that division above 500. That's great stuff. No doubt about it. Let's make some of this baseball preview happen here for people. This the They will start off with Washington and New York. Nets, Mets here. Uh, Mets. And the Mets are about minus 160 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Totals of nine and a half because good old Patrick Corbin takes the mound here for Washington. Nah, not the old Patrick Corbin that we usually look at, right? Now, I'm not talking about like five years ago who was really good. Yeah, like the guy that we've seen over the past like year, year and a half, two years who's been brutal, he's not that guy anymore. XFIP numbers are decent, but take a look at Pat. Again, this is Patrick Corbin splits here, left-handed pitcher to lefties. He's only faced 19 batters, dominated him. But how about from the right-hand side? Absolute domination as well. A 282 weighted on base percentage in an ISO of 163. Again, Corbin pitching very well. Lined up Peterson here. He also is a left-handed pitcher. The problem is here, he gets stung from the left-hand side of the plate. 23 batters he's faced, Kevin. A weighted on base percentage of 571 with an ISO of 652. The only issue is here, you're probably going to get a lot more right-handed batters in the lineup today for the Nationals and lefties, and that's where he actually succeeds. Going up against right-handed batters, a 295 weighted on base percentage and ISO of 131. One of those games which, you know, priced out here for the Mets, but more of a coin flip to me, to be honest. 
All right, so let's continue to keep our eye, though, then on if that'll be the case here for Patrick Corbin, because that has usually been a guy that we see and, and it is open season on. And that's why I know you always like to wait for those numbers to develop and find the yeah. best value. It's Shohei Day in Baltimore. And if you want to look, this is, I think, Oriole respect. That's how things come off to me here, DRS. Only minus 130 for Otani in Baltimore. I think it shows the O's are dangerous. Yeah, the O's are always dangerous at home. One of the better baseball teams at home in Major League Baseball. But Otani over the last 30 days always is going to have great statistics here, at least analytics-wise, because of how many strikeouts he can provide. An XFIP under three here. K percent is close to 40%. And of those 107 batters that he's faced, lefties, Kevin, 245 weighted on base percentage very good right he's a 304 which is still below average which is great but if we flip it over to the angels and you try to match this up take a look at this these are some of the tougher games to handicap grayson rodriguez is going to be the pitcher on the mound look at the xfip number 3.88 which is decent here right k percentage close to 29 percent now here's where it doesn't add up he's a right-handed pitcher to lefties kevin 42 batters he's faced a 453 weighted on base percentage and iso of 410 so you know he sits square in that left-handed spot that's shohei otani there at the plate right-handed batters here having some decent success as well a 334 weighted on base percentage which is slightly above average and an iso of 193 so left-handed batters and right-handed batters doing damage against rodriguez the only issue is he does have a low exit because of his high k rate here it's probably going to be otani but you're looking at that price right same thing you would look at and say well the yankees if you have garrett cole in the mound, he's only minus 130 i don't care who's playing and who's in the lineup you're just going to take that because you don't see those statistics or those betting options very uh, very certain but you do have a good Good baseball team in the Orioles, no doubt about it. But I just think Otani is going to be too much tonight, both on the mound and also at the plate. Yeah, for Otani this season, uh, they have won six of his starts. They lost the opening start of the season. He didn't receive a loss, but they lost to the Athletics, mm -hmm. uh, which was you know one of the more stunning results on that opening day. And then they won six consecutive. Last uh, his last go round was his first loss of the season to Houston. I definitely think there is just something to the idea of oh they're not going to lose a second straight Otani start, and you could start to see that check in there a little bit as well six and a half for a strikeout prop on Otani minus 190 to record a hit in this baseball game always catches the eye when he takes them out there's a lot more baseball to break down Yankees Blue Jays Red Sox Mariners those St. Louis Cardinals host the Milwaukee Brewers will break it all down following a quick break here next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live right here on the early line. Let's start with a little bit of this Yankees-Blue Jays action. Odds not available, but the pitchers that I am seeing expected for this game in Toronto would be Manoa and Brito. Is that what you're seeing? And then if so, what are you expecting? Yeah, here's what we have, too. On a lot of odds boards, it's showing that's the estimated pitcher here for the New York Yankees. But it looks like Manoa will be a confirmed starter for today. And he's been bad so far here in 2023. One of those pitchers that you expected to take that next evolution of being one of the game's top pitchers. It hasn't happened yet. But here's from a Yankees perspective, the reason why I wanted to talk about this game. You know, outside of, like, Garrett Cole, it seems like it's a coin flip every single day, along with Nestor Cortez getting in there, of who's going to be that third, fourth, fifth, or maybe even sixth starter that you need. And the reason why we're having Having these issues is it's not like guys are actually stepping up and pitching well. Brito has been a disaster in 2023 at 6.37 XF, a K rate of only 15%, walking too many guys. And look at the lefty righty splits. He's a right handed pitcher to lefties, a 409 weighted on base percentage, and a righty at 355. It hasn't worked that well, so it's no surprise to me that Toronto's like, oh, yeah, I and mean, Manoa's going to be in our lineup for a long time. We hope he's going to be pitching, but the Yankees are no longer saying, okay, let's pencil in a start of two and three games out. Is that guy's going to to go. It just seems like they're trying to deal with it on a day-to-day basis because guys like Brito certainly aren't helping them out with those decisions. I think right now with the, the Yankees entering this series, and, and look, Toronto's playing some good baseball off of their series against Atlanta, but if you are the Yanks, you have to be able to keep a level of momentum off of, again, and again, this is a massive credit to Tampa Bay, the way I'm framing this there. The Yankees split a home series, but it feels like they really did play good baseball. The pitching was not great, but in general, they got to be able to carry that over, and they cannot find themselves here on, you know, a getting dominated by the Toronto Blue Jays. A lot more baseball preview to get to, but let's drop off a little same-game parlay action here on a Monday morning. Hit him, DRS, Monday morning. Yeah, here's what we're doing today. Same game parlay. So many times, Kevin, what were you doing? Dipping into the NBA waters here because it's been a lot of fun and certainly some profit can be had, but there's no NBA action. So what you're going to see a lot from here on out is some same game parlays here that are going to deal with Major League Baseball. One I got today, three legs. And again, you might find something here, Kevin, for me for the remainder of the summer. Hey, Donnie, where are you going to on your same game parlay? Kevin. Who do the Oakland Athletics line up against? Found our team. We're going to start that here today with the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> now, we're looking from a pitcher's perspective here. Ruzinski is really bad, and we're going to fade him. And Merrill Kelly has actually had a very good season. So let's just start with that on the basis. Arizona, decent baseball team, good pitcher on the mound. Oakland, horrendous baseball team, bad pitcher on the mound. We start right there with a money line that we're going to go with here for the Diamondbacks. Let's make it out and get some guys that we think are going to get some base hits today. And again, we're not focused going against the 
Arizona pitcher. We're going to be focused going against Rosinski here on the mound for the Oakland Athletics. So if we take a look at what he does well, not much, Kevin. 6.5 XFIP number, low K percentage. He cannot get out left-handed batters. So that's what we focus on. We take a look at Marte here. Switch hitter will be batting from the left-hand side. A 204 ISO power number, 360 weighted on base percentage. We don't even need him to do a lot of damage here, Kevin. Drop down a bunt. Splash a little base hit to left field. That should help that second leg. The next one will be Carroll. Again, taking a look from the left-hand side. For Carroll this season, 296 weighted on base percentage. Excuse me, 296 ISO power number and a weighted on base percentage of 443 over the past 30 days. Two base hits and a win by the Diamondbacks. That takes down a price of plus 142. you got to be taking advantage of the Oakland Athletics. But also, Kevin, the books are keen to that. If you're looking at team totals, what's normal baseball for the Diamondbacks? Three and a half, four, four and a half, maybe five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, today, five and a half, and rightfully so. Wow, big time stuff available there in that game. For me, I kept it simple. Uh, let's keep the uh, fighting energy out there at the plate. Mm. No one was angrier yesterday than Bryce Harper. A close second, though, would have been Kyle Schwarber. Each man to get a hit in their game is plus 114. Today, the Phillies are up against the Giants. We will get to that game uh, if there is time. But I believe up next, we're going to try and get over to Mariners Red Sox here. And you mentioned Boston on the wrong end of that series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Will they return home? But they're dogs here in a matchup between Kirby and Houck. I'll tell you, you take a look at the lineup here for the Boston Red Sox. It has been managing some runs, at least as of late. You have a lot of batters in the lineup today. Take a look at this. This is one of my favorite teams in baseball, being the Boston Red Sox. Now, hear me out. It's probably not going to help them out all too much. But Kirby's a right-handed pitcher here for the Mariners coming into the game. Look at the amount of lefties that you can get stacked up. Tapia, Yoshida, Devers, Duran, Casas, Valdez, and McGuire. You actually are getting seven left-handed batters in the lineup, which, again, file that away when you're going to get a bad right-handed pitcher, the Boston Red Sox are going to go off. Donnie, they got some pretty good numbers right here. Six to seven batters here going against right-handed pitching this season alone on the Red Sox, at least over the last 30 days, are above average. But take a look at Kirby on the mound for the last month here, Kevin. A 3.62 XFIP number, decent K rate, doesn't give too many free passes, but you don't really want to focus on the right-handed batters, which Kirby gets out here. A 219 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 061. Since he's going to face at least seven left-handed batters, that's who we're going to focus in. And I just told you, that's a very very good hitting lineup against right-handed pitching here from the left side for the Boston Red Sox, but it doesn't match up today against Kirby. That right-handed pitcher has dominated the past 30 days against lefties. A 211 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 083. I'm just giving this information not to say like, hey, I love a side in this one, but file it away for the Boston Red Sox against bad right-handed pitchers. They'll eat. They should be able to eat, but tonight, I don't think that table and that plate, Kevin, is going to be full. But it is good to note there then because – You'll, we'll be able to kind of identify those spots with Boston. Yes. That's the thing with the way, exactly. you know, now that we're at this point in the calendar, the numbers are going to be able to probably hold true. Now things can change, but that'll be the case for Boston for at least probably two weeks or so, yeah. right? So it allows you to kind of have an easy identifier there on this Red Sox mm -hmm. team moving forward. Cardinals Brewers, as we talked about here, this does feel important to me I, I don't maybe i'm exaggerating but you highlight the way st louis has been playing flaherty against peralta here totals in eight st louis needs to keep the good times rolling 
I don't know if they can tonight because Flaherty hasn't been that good over the okay. past month here, close to an XFIP of five. If we're taking a look at those splits here, Kevin, Flaherty's a right-handed pitcher. Look at lefties. And this isn't through like 10, 15, or 20 plate appearances over the last 30 days. This is 57 plate appearances against left-handed batters. A 504 weighted on base percentage in an ISO of 283. Flip it over to the right side, Kevin. 352 weighted on base percentage in an ISO of 208. Here's the issue because you say to yourself, oh, man, I'm really licking my chops for this one. The Brewers really should be able to hit. We know the Brewers, Kevin. It seems like every single day you're trying to say, ah, I think they can get something done. And the reason being, nine batters in the lineup today. Yelich, a 370 weighted on base percentage. Rowdy Telez, a 389. Everybody else below average weighted on base percentage. So it's a lineup that's not hitting all that well against a pitcher not pitching all that well. Sometimes those are the toughest ones to deal with because even though you have a bad pitcher on the mound, Kevin, you still need guys at the plate to take advantage of that. I'm not so sure that Milwaukee can take advantage of that. So maybe you do look to St. Louis and say, hey, you know what? If Flaherty can just be average out there, there's not a lot of guys in that lineup that can really do damage. It'll be interesting to see, though, because for St. Louis, a big part of that success, were the bats getting hot? They played a lot of overs this year at home, right? 12-6-1 of the over in St. Louis. And you look specifically, you know, and again, I know this isn't how you profile, but there are some who value these things, just kind of, you know, the, the historic numbers that exist. Both Arenado and Goldschmidt are 7 of 19 career against Freddy Peralta with a combined five home runs. They've had success against him. And if your yep. big bats go up against a guy that they like, that can keep the bases filled there. Interested to see if St. Louis can fill it up on their side of the dish. Continuing to push through this slate here, Reds Rockies catches the attention because these, and not that they ever go away, but the Colorado totals are just in full effect. You go down a slate, and if you if I just showed you numbers, you'd always be able to figure out where Coors is here. Hunter Green is on the road as a favorite. The total, though, again, an 11 spot here for this game. Yeah, take a look at Green on the mound. Over the last 30 days, Kevin, hasn't been all that good here. And this is one of those younger pitchers that you're looking to take that next step in XFIP of close to five. Reason being is he gets left-handed batters out, which is very interesting. Over the past month here, 54 batters that he's faced. Look at this, a 237 weighted on base percentage. But to righties, that's a completely different story here. A weighted on base percentage of 398 with an ISO of 240, which usually will get you in trouble here at Coors Field. I'm just doing a quick check here on the actual weather temperature. Not bad, though, Kevin. Or should I say not great 64 degrees with a chance of showers here so we're not getting that 75 or 80 degree day out there in Colorado but if we take a look at Seabold did come off a decent start here but still over the past 30 days a high exit of 5.64 338 the lefties is a weighted on base percentage to righties at 361 two pitchers that should be able to get hit tonight but again not great weather conditions out there in Colorado for this matchup tonight Interesting stuff then. Again, Hunter Green, and you mentioned not playing or pitching as well recently, yeah. is supposed to be one of those key guys. Let me sneak this in here quick, DRS, that mm -hmm. Phillies-Giants game, because I mentioned it from the lens of that same yeah. game parlay. Any juice for you in that matchup? Take a look at Alex Wood. We've only had 16 at-bats over the past 30 days against him, which he has been hammered. But if we want to flip it over from a Phillies perspective, Falter is going to come out here. He'll face a mixed match of lineup, lefties and righties, but it doesn't match up well. Falter actually hasn't pitched well over the past month, but he does get right-handed batters out here. An edge to the Philadelphia Phillies tonight and a slight one at that with them being on the road. Listen, though, that is 
than a little bit of value. Not booked as the favorite in this baseball game. Yep. Can watch how the numbers develop throughout the day. Late night, Syndergaard has the ball for the Dodgers against mm. the Twins, uh, and the Padres are at home against the Kansas City Royals as a big-time 220 favorite. Keep your eyes peeled on this baseball board. Information always coming throughout the day, and we'll hit it, I'm sure, a little bit more on Money Line with that 1 p.m. Eastern start time on Sports Grid Radio. But coming up next, we reset the deck here, the NBA Finals odds on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right here on the early line. Taking a look now. Since we have set both conference finals, where things stand. And I'll start with the NBA finals odds with just four teams remaining. Plus 100 on Boston. Plus 230 Denver, plus 330 on the Los Angeles Lakers, and then the Heat check in at 14 to 1. These odds are unsurprising if you have been following them throughout the year, but it doesn't mean you have to agree with them. I picked Boston to win a championship before we got rolling here throughout the playoffs. And if you would have told me that this would have been the four, hey, do you think Boston should be plus 100? I probably would have said yes, maybe a little bit further back. But when you are watching the way these games are playing out, this Boston price doesn't feel justifiable. They do not feel leaps and bounds better than their opponent in Miami. And that's what I think is the strongest thing leading to the plus 100 price. It's less about how they would match up with Denver or how they would match up with the Lakers. And Boston would clearly be favorites against either one of the teams in the West, having home court advantage and the strength that we see the Celtics booked with it anyway on a game-to-game basis. But this certainty have that Boston will dispatch of Miami is just one I do not share right now and that then creates value throughout the rest of the board 
Yes, it does. And I think the premise is correct for me, Kevin, because if, forget about what you think of the Boston Celtics overall, right? They still have to win one series to get to the NBA Finals and, of course, win the NBA Finals. A plus 100 just doesn't seem feasible. And also, Kevin, you're not taking a look at this as a wager going, hey, Don, it's plus 100. It pays out at the end of the night. That plus 100, you're tying that up for weeks on end right now just to get plus 100 back where you can make that in a game or two at that point. If you think Boston wins game one or can cover game one, you can do that. Now, you take a look at the Nuggets there at a plus 230 price and the Lakers at a plus 330. I'm still not wanting to jump in. And that's not saying that, oh, okay, well, the Miami Heat here at the FanDuel Sportsbook or at a 14 to 1 price. That's perfect. That's where I want to bet. When I'm looking at this board, enticing me to place my wagers right now, not so much because why? You knew what you could have gotten here from the Denver Nuggets before the playoffs started. You knew what you could have got from the Los Angeles Lakers before the playoffs started. Now you're seeing those numbers like, hold on now. I was sitting around 10 to 1 with Denver. Now it's plus 230. Now it's not the time to jump in, even though they did advance through two playoff series. Same thing with the Lakers at a plus 330 price down from over 20 to 1 the day before we saw them play the Minnesota Timberwolves. But then again, the Miami Heat, it's still intriguing at 14 to 1 for me because the doubters are still there, including the sports book, which in turn means the betters out here aren't giving the Miami Heat much of a chance here, Kevin, in this series. They're certainly not. And maybe there is something to the idea that even if Miami got past Boston, they wouldn't be able to beat the Denver or the Lakers. But I believe Miami has, and let me just double check this. I looked at it yesterday, but I want to just double check it here. But I believe Miami has home court advantage over the Lakers. Yeah, they do. So let's have, let's have a little fun here, Donnie, right? Because we know Denver would be favored over the Heat with home court advantage and everything yeah. here. Heat-Lakers game one is in Miami. What is that series line there? I could still see the Lakers being favored, but, I mean, they can't be minus 200 without home court advantage, right? Minus 120 LA on a series line? The best part about it is it will be higher because you figure most people would be betting the Lakers, and sometimes that does influence the line and push some of those numbers around. Sure. But can't you picture this? The Lakers, minus 160 to win the series, but underdogs in game one and don't have home court advantage. You say, this doesn't make any sense. But sometimes what? that's just the way the line lines up because, like, right? Like, look at game number one in Miami. Who's the favorite in that game? Are you putting the Lakers minus two and a half in Miami even no. after the Heat no. dispatched the Bucks and the Celtics? Be crazy. And, and, and let's remind ourselves, again, not that long ago, right, but the Phoenix-Denver series, right, where Phoenix yes. checked into that series, minus 150 range, if, if memory mm -hmm. serves. But Denver were mm -hmm. favorites in the first two games. They won the first two games, Correct. and then the books went, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this Phoenix team will never win a game in the rest of their franchise's history all of a sudden there. So yeah. you see how those odds start to shift. We'll get back to the East in a moment here. I want to go to a Western Conference Finals market that I think is very interesting, which is the Western Conference Finals MVP stuff. Because... The, and it's, it's the Lakers' end of it, right, that is specifically interesting, Donnie. The notion of if Denver wins, it's Jokic is 98% true. Jamal Murray is capable of big enough games, I would probably say, that I, I think he has, again, a, a bit of a chance. But AD versus LeBron is so fascinating, right? Everybody agrees Anthony Davis would have won MVP of the series against Memphis. Against Golden State, I think it would have been a very close vote. I wonder if LeBron's Game 6 performance would have won it for him. I'm not, but it probably still would have been Anthony Davis in a close vote here. Now we head into this series. 
I don't know which direction to feel. Again, I think if the Lakers are in the finals, I still struggle to see a world where LeBron wins the championship and honestly allows a teammate of his to take a finals MVP off his plate. But conference finals MVPs, this is only the second year of their existence. Would you be more inclined to bet AD or LeBron in this market? Uh, probably still LeBron James, you know, superstar of the franchise, one of the best players of all time. He's probably going to get the nod over AD unless AD does one of his, hey, I average 25 and 20 for the entire series, right? But also, let's. these are fun arguments to be had because you can't really quantify them. And here's where I'm going in this, right? This would be great. And this, again, is my deep down rooting interest for LeBron James. Doesn't necessarily facilitate for my end, Kevin, that I love LeBron James and always have since he came into the league. It's me still growing up as a teenager, looking around my class oh, yeah. in South Jersey and wondering why everybody was a Jordan fan and not a Charles Barkley fan. So that's where I give LeBron James always the nod. But also, this gets voted on not by a computer, it's by people. And you say, well, hold on now. LeBron can take down an MVP finals here for the Western Conference. Then they can win a champion, and he takes another one down. Well, Michael Jordan never was able to do that. Now, granted, Jordan never had the chance because there was no MVP <laughs> for the Western Conference finals. But that's when I look and I see the plus 340 price on Anthony Davis and plus 340 on LeBron James. And rightfully so. Anthony Davis has been every bit as good, if not better in some instances, than LeBron James has been outside of that last performance there where LeBron really took the cake and ran with it, and they ended up in the Western conference finals yeah. but am i wrong for ever thinking that going well you know what and we can't get LeBron because then if we if lebron wins this an mvp in the finals and another championship where does that leave the legacy and also kevin it's fun that we could talk about this there's no nba games tonight what does it turn to which again i'm looking forward to and actually wanting to happen give me a lakers championship with lebron james and another trophy on the mantle did we talk about for the next six months? Again, who's the best player of all time, Jordan or LeBron? I need this back in my life. I need the pressure and the heat to be turned up on the Jordan backers. So the, the, the thing about that is, right? So the answer to your question is, yes, mm -hmm. we will do it again, right? But listen, just the, the Jordan side of it is in, they exist in La La Land. Okay, the Jordan people tried to say that LeBron's legacy was on the line against Steph Curry last round. And then LeBron won. Don, let me ask you this. Did you hear anybody ding Steph's legacy after the Lakers Correct. won that series? No. Yeah. Did, did, did oh, he's anybody the drop Steph? All time now. Yeah. Not, one, not a word. Not a word. Right? That's what. So if LeBron wins the title this year. What they'll, they'll go, well, six is more than five. So uh, let me know if he does it again. Like, that, that's, that it's, nev it's never going to matter to the, to, to the Jordan fans because they're not evaluating anything. They're just talking about this mythical ghost that they are convinced has never lost the basketball game in his life. So that's kind of how things start to spin out. Let me ask you about another market. The uh, Western Conference, because it's been set for longer, uh, has a lot more options right now than the East. But the East ones will come out. That series doesn't start until Wednesday. And the top point score in Lakers Nuggets is really, really interesting. It's minus 140 on Jokic, 4-1 to one LeBron, 5-1 to one AD, 6-1 to one Jamal Murray. I don't think anybody's going to, you know, press down on these big Michael Porter Jr. numbers, 100-1. to one. If you want, though, have a blast. Be my guest. But the... Doesn't that Jokic number feel heavily influenced by him picking on DeAndre Ayton and Jock Londale? Minus 140 
for Jokic, just, I don't think I can agree with that number. But it's tricky because LeBron, AD, and Jamal Murray all can make interesting arguments there. My eye is drawn towards LeBron, heavily influenced by that game six performance where he was such a, a, you know, an aggressive score that if he can carry that over here to the series, I think that he's going to be in prime position. But I think you could make reasonable arguments for everybody inside this top four right now in the market. No, you can. And the tough part about it is the reason why Jokic, as we all know, the minus 140, he's actually taking this game to another level scoring-wise, where anytime you can flash a 50-point game in the playoffs, you know you're going to be live. And the fact of the matter is he doesn't just have to be a facilitator where it's like, I'll get mine when I get mine. I'll take the 24 points, the 15 assists, and the 13 rebounds. He has shown the propensity to go higher when needed, but also... It's a much better defensive team that he's going to face here in the Los Angeles Lakers, which adds some added intrigue, which if you're looking at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, 4-1 to one and 5-1, to one, it makes some sense. But it just feels like and the ceiling, the wrong word to use here, which I'm going to use, is the ceiling. Because we know LeBron can pop off for a 40 and Anthony Davis can get into the 30s. But doesn't it just feel like Anthony Davis and LeBron James trading off between 26 points and 22 points in each and every game? Either guy could get either one. When the guy I sit there at 6-1, to one, which is Jamal Murray, you know a lot of the focus and the attention is going to be on slowing Jokic down. You just need that slippery game from Jamal Murray. Give me one of those, Kevin. A 24-point effort in Game 1, a 32-point effort in Game 2, and have Jokic just not go ballistic. That's a nice price at 6-1 to one for a guy that we've seen, Kevin, well into the 20s in shot attempts in games. That's who I'd be focused on right mm-hmm. now, at least price-wise for me. I, and and that's the the prices on the non on the non Jokic guys yeah. there they're all yeah. really good right so it, it's 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 interesting to shift through here let me then kind of close on this game one lines are out denver's going to lay five and a half in game one to the lakers total 222 and a half boston's going to lay seven and a half to miami total mm. 210 what is true for both the lakers and the heat is they have won game number one in each of their first two series and stole home court advantage right off of the bat. It's early. I know you'll be at, you know, there's plenty of time to break these games down. How interested are you going to be in the dogs? Uh, interested, more interested probably in the Miami Heat at this point at the seven and a half because okay. I just think they're going to be rested. The Celtics set a seven-game series, and again, Jason Tatum has woken up, so it wouldn't be surprising to me if he drops 35-plus, and that's all you need in a go-away easy win. But if you're asking a simple question here, looking at both dogs, which dog would I actually take right now without looking more into it, like the analytics of the game and the handicapping? It's probably the Miami Heat taking the seven and a half than the Los Angeles Lakers right now at the plus five and a half. Look, to echo the point that I made before, the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Heat are all unbeaten at home so far in this postseason. Boston has been unreliable in that building. They so And people are going to point to, of course, the losses that they had to Philly. Do not forget that they lost to Trey Young without DeJounte Murray in round number one in Boston with a closeout opportunity on the table. That And that might matter more so to the overall series than game number one. But the Celtics have shown vulnerability at home that none of these four teams have shown, which really matters when you're talking about the Celtics having home court advantage. Fun early line. DRS closes it out next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, final segment of the day here for the early lines here. Six and channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Armchair quarterback love to play it, except sometimes. When your favorite basketball team does go up in smoke like my Sixers did on Sunday afternoon. But we have a lot of good stuff here for the rest of the day on Sports Grid. Make sure you stay tuned, which includes the morning after coming up next with Davis Maddock filling in for Ben Stevens. And I will be a part of that show for the first hour, so make sure you stay tuned there. A lot of good Major League Baseball action over the weekend here. Teams climbing back. We talked about the St. Louis Cardinals severely underperforming over the first month and a half of the season, but maybe a silver lining winners of six of their past seven games. We talked about the Rays and the Yankees, a fun series a lot of offense up in the Bronx hopefully that continues Major League Baseball today actually going to take center stage outside of the NHL with a singular game seven but the focus today usually when you play armchair quarterback is going to be on the team that gets bounced out of the playoffs and that was the Philadelphia 76ers listen up processing a roster change in the city of brotherly love. It's probably going to happen. Doc Rivers, maybe he's going to be out of a job as head coach. Who's going to be the new head coach coming in? Is James Harden going to be off this team, headed back to Houston here? And also Tobias Harris and that monster contract. A lot of changes could be on the horizon for the Philadelphia 76ers. But the reason that we call it here, processing a roster change in Philadelphia, because what did the Sixers actually get out of the process? Basically, it was the process, which was Joel Embiid. Going back to 2014, when the Sixers started to tank, they took Joel Embiid number three overall, had some issues there with some knees and some back, but worked out. He's an MVP and a great player across this league. But when you take a look at tanking all of those years to make sure you got a good supporting cast around great players, Next year, you got Jaleel Okafor, a flat-out bust in the first-round pick number three. The following season, the Sixers had three first-round draft picks, including number one overall. Ben Simmons, a bust. TLC, a bust. Furkan Korkmaz, a bust. Then you took Markel Fultz and traded with the Celtics, a flat-out bust here in Philadelphia. A couple of trades over the next couple of years, saw you get Tyrese Maxey in round one. But after that, Jaden Springer and David Roddy, which used as a trade for Melton. Nothing has worked out here for the Sixers. Maybe it will in the offseason but certainly not now. Stay tuned to the morning after coming up next right here on The Grid.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.